Now, I'm sure that you are all at least vaguely familiar with the story of Rip Van Winkle. This tall tale set in upstate New York was made famous by Washington Irving in 1819 and is a staple of American myth. You will remember how Rip Van Winkle was not an ambitious man, how he was easily distracted. To avoid work one day, he hikes into the Catskill Mountains and comes across a strange gathering in the woods there. The men at this gathering are drinking from a keg and offer some of the liquor to Rip Van Winkle. He happily drinks some and then soon falls asleep. When he wakes, he finds that the whole world has changed. He does not recognize his own village. His friends have either left or died. The sign on the local tavern bearing the likeness of King George has been changed to one showing George Washington. And strangest of all, Rip Van Winkle is reintroduced to Rip Van Winkle, Jr., his now-grown son. It is then that Rip Van Winkle realizes that he has been asleep for 20 years. He has missed the Revolutionary War completely. His house and his wife are gone. Nothing is the same. Nothing except Rip Van Winkle himself. He has not changed in the slightest. One version of the story ends with Rip sitting in the tavern all day, drinking, smoking his pipe, and telling stories about the good old days from 20 years ago. On January 17, 1998, the Bill Clinton-Monica Lewinsky scandal broke in the news. That was 20 years ago this year. In the tangled months to come, America drank a large amount of an intoxicating liquor and fell asleep in the woods. Oh, it gets better from here. We could not imagine a president would act so unpresidential. We were both titillated and repulsed by the details of the affair, when, and we agreed with Hillary when she stood by her man. Like Rip Van Winkle, our country chose to sleep rather than to take seriously women's claims against powerful men. This drink would not, however, be the first of its kind that we would take as a nation, nor the last. A year later, it chose to slumber through the massacre at Columbine High School on April 20th, 1999. One year after that, we napped through the forced deportation of young Elian Gonzalez in the early morning hours of April 22nd, 2000. Sure, each of these acts, each of these events upset us momentarily, but they did not change how we acted as a nation. Only the terrorist attack of September 11th, 2001 was devastating enough to wake us up entirely 
and how different the world is today because of our response to that attack. In most instances, it has been easier for the majority culture in our country to nap off unpleasantness rather than to face it head on. It has been easier to shrug off injustice, claiming it wasn't happening to us. We would just take another nip from the keg and doze off under a tree. Now we have opened our eyes some years later, groggy and disheveled. We do not recognize the world we live in because it has changed so much. We may not even recognize ourselves. Our eyes are open, but we are unsure of what has happened while we were asleep. Anyone following the Me Too movement or the Time's Up movement knows a lot of women in America are waking up. Sexual harassment and sexual assault are real. Any of us who care about Black Lives Matter know African Americans are waking up. Police brutality and racial discrimination are real. All who care about the plight of dreamers and the continuation of DACA are waking up. The fear undocumented immigrants live with is real. And all of us know how brave teenagers from Parkland, Florida, and the rest of the country are waking up, demanding elected officials listen to them because gun violence is real and it must be curtailed. Now, it is good to wake up It is good to see what is really going on, but what does it mean to be woke? What does it mean to be woke? And even more important, what do we do now that we are? Like Rip Van Winkle, America has woken up to a different world. It has awakened to a revolutionary world. It has opened its eyes to a new generation of brave activists who are not interested in letting us go back to sleep again. And for this, I am so very glad. For I believe that Unitarian Universalism can be the right religion for the right time. I believe we UUs are ready for the messy challenges that face our nation, And I know ministers who are being ordained right now, Bethany included, who are ready to lead us into a new chapter of our religious life together. Being woke is a way of going through the world, seeing it for what it really is, and not glossing over the hard parts. The question is, how do we stay woke? How do we stay out of Rip Van Winkle's tavern and away from the seductive stories of the past? The beauty of the Mad Hatter's Tea Party we call the current Congress and presidency is that Trumpian hijinks woke up the U.S. electorate. The last year and a half have been one giant civics lesson, and my friends, it gets to go on and on and on. Not in recent years have we understood more the power of the electorate. Not in recent years have we understood more the power of protest. Not in recent years have we understood more the power of comedy. Not in recent years have we understood more the power of money to change things 
for good or for ill. Now, when Dick's Sporting Goods and Walmart stand up to the NRA, you know you have woken up to a different world. (laughs) When Hollywood studios and news media outlets fire their most high-profile directors and anchors for sexual harassment, you know you've woken up to a different world. When states like California defy federal government overreach on immigration to to shield their citizens, you know you have woken up to a different world. And when the president skips the annual White House press corps dinner (laughs) for the second year in a row to hold his own self-aggrandizing campaign-style rally in Washington Township, Michigan, you know you have woken up to a different world. Unitarian Universalism must not squander this amazing moment in our country. Likewise, we must remember to respond to these challenges with a religious voice. We you use will be much more powerful if we speak from our religious values. We will be much more powerful if we emphasize a spiritual call to justice that can reach over the secular din. A story is told of a rabbi living in the ancient Middle East who was asked whether or not he thought Jews should pay taxes to the occupying Roman government. Realizing this was a trick question, the rabbi asked the man to give him a coin from his pocket. When he produced a silver coin, the rabbi asked him, whose image is on the coin? Caesar's, replied the man. Then render to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's, advised the rabbi, and went on his way. The rabbi is right. There is no avoiding the government under which we live. There is no avoiding taxes. But at another level, the rabbi is saying, look, there will always be things that we cannot control in life. There will always be things to which we object. We are called to see through these things. We are called to see the greater plan behind the everyday. We are, we are to serve God willingly even as we are required by law to serve Caesar. If you watch the evening news and wonder, like I do, what on earth can be done, let me assure you that you have power. You have the power to vote, you have the power to spend money, you have the power to speak, and you have the power to organize. Best of all, you can do all four of those things with and through First Parish in Concord right here. As radical as it is, Unitarian Universalist churches are democratically run, so show up at the annual meeting and vote. Then help with voter registration and voter turnout in your town. UU churches rely on their members to fund the operating budget each year, so Make a generous pledge to First Parish in Concord and then pay it in full. Then give money to other organizations. Raise money for candidates you believe in. Vote with your money by shopping at companies that uphold your values. 
There are many ways to speak and be heard here at church, lead a class, organize a forum, give a testimonial during worship like Simone did, teach religious education, submit a report to the church newsletter, or sing in the choir. Then take your voice out into the world by blogging, writing letters, knocking on doors for a candidate, or attending a city council or school board meeting. Lastly, Every UU church needs people who will organize other members of the congregation. Put together a work day, sponsor a potluck, lead a field trip, take a group to a rally, or start a new task force. Then do the same in your neighborhood, your children's school, or your town. You have power. Power to vote, power to spend, power to speak, and power to organize. Church is the perfect place to learn how to be a leader. It is the perfect place to hone your speaking or teaching skills. It is the perfect place to get better at organizing others and to get better at following, too. Some churches ordain ministers or install them, thinking that the minister will do all the leading. I have never seen this work effectively in a single UU church. We do not have ministers to do all of the leading. We do not have ministers to do all the organizing. We do not have ministers to even raise all the money. Like my colleagues before me, ministers are ordained to be spiritual and religious leaders. Their job is the same as that rabbis of long ago. They remind us to render to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's, and then They help us figure out which is which. The year 2018 is no time for despair. It is no time for hand-wringing. It is no time for capitulation. Just the opposite. These are hopeful, exciting times. Hopeful and exciting because we really do have the power to change things. These are are joyous, engaging times. Joyous and engaging because we are woke and we ain't going back to sleep again. You and I are not going to pretend sexism and racism don't exist. You and I are not going to pretend that immigrants aren't important. You and I are not going to pretend that guns aren't a problem in America. We are not going back to sleep. We are not going to ignore women. We are not going to dismiss people of color. We are not going to betray queer folk. We are not going to abuse immigrants. We are not going to turn a blind eye to the poor, the addicted, the ill, and the imprisoned. Caesar can have what he demands, but the rest we're going to give to God. Unitarian Universalism saves lives. Unitarian Universalism redeems people. Unitarian Universalism proclaims justice. You and I are going to champion UU values wherever we go. We know this fine old faith can make a difference. It has in the past, and it will again. Now that we are woke, we sure as hell ain't going back to sleep again. So be it. Amen.